0: Hey friends, welcome to the Happy Healthy Mindful Podcast with me, Coach Jen. I'm a suicide attempt survivor, an anxiety conqueror, an Enneagram One that loves strong coffee, and I can even create a kick-ass charcuterie board. Now, life is crazy, right? But despite what gets thrown at us, we can handle just about anything. On this podcast, we'll talk about stress, organization or the lack of it, how to roll with the punches and be okay with change, and most importantly, how to live the happy, healthy life that you deserve. Let's start the show. Let's talk perfectionism. Yeah, this episode is going to be all about trying to be a perfectionist, and I know I am a perfectionist. I even sometimes consider myself a recovering perfectionist, and I know a lot of you listening fall into those categories too. So I thought it would be good to do a podcast about this topic so that way you can learn what it really is and where it all started. What's the psychology behind it and how you can really start to think about stopping being a perfectionist. Now I say I'm a recovering perfectionist and that's because I still have my moments. I still have hard days and I still have days that I feel like I need to be perfect. And I know that's not true, but somewhere in my brain, I still tell myself that I have to be. Now, in preparation for this podcast, I did a little poll on my Instagram, and if you guys are not following me on Instagram, please do, because that's where I reach out to a lot of you for feedback and do market research and find out how you feel. So when I asked my followers if they were perfectionists or recovering perfectionists, 50% of my followers that responded to the poll said that they are perfectionists. Not surprising to me. And just over 10% said that they fall into that recovering perfectionist category. That tells me we've got some work to do. The people that said that they are perfectionist, I asked them, what do you do to handle it? And one person said something that made me question things. They said that they avoid things that they don't think they can do well. That thought immediately made me think about the ability to be a perfectionist is actually holding us back. It's preventing us from trying things that might be new to us and might be foreign and might be a little scary. And so we don't do those things because we don't think we'll be great at them. Does that sound like something that you guys are doing too? I know that fit for me. And then I asked about just general thoughts on perfectionism. And one person said, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And I totally agree with that. And another person said, everything is perfectly imperfect. And I totally agree with this too. I actually have a bracelet that says, perfectly imperfect. And I try to wear it pretty regularly so I remember that life is not perfect and that it's okay to be perfectly imperfect. And another perfect person said, perfectionism stresses them out way more than needed. Again, I agree with that. Perfectionism and trying to be perfect all the time always makes you feel like you're on your A game or at least have to be. You have to be perfect all the time and if you're not, you feel like you're failing. you are That's not true guys. It's just not true. So let me dive into some of the definitions so that way you actually know what the real meaning is behind some of these words. So perfectionism, the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. Well, The definition of perfection is the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from flaws or defects. That one I have an issue with. (laughs) And perfectionist is someone who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. So let's talk about that definition of perfection really quick as free as possible from any flaws or defects. Think about the world as it is right now. Is there anything that you know that is free of all flaws or defects? I can't think of anything. I mean, yeah, the perfect diamond is probably out there somewhere. But other than that, We all have flaws and we all have defects. If we were perfect all the time, we'd be robots and it just wouldn't be fun. Life wouldn't be interesting. So that's my issue with that definition. It just makes you realize that perfectionism and trying to have perfection all the time is just not possible because we all have flaws and defects and mind you this is coming from someone who calls herself a perfectionist the other way i want you to start to think about perfectionism is with the enneagram if you haven't taken the enneagram test it's basically a personality test and i honestly think it is way better than all the other ones out there because it nails down on exactly who you are. Now, an Enneagram 1 is what they call the reformer or the perfectionist. That's what I am. I'm an Enneagram 1 with a wing 9. And I think the 9 is something that tries to kind of hold things together, kind of like a glue. But the Enneagram 1, some of their characteristics is that they have a sense of mission or driven purpose. They want to change the world for the better. They want to overcome adversity, and they work really hard at doing that. They feel the need to justify their actions all the time, even if it doesn't need to be justified. They spend a lot of time overthinking things. They make choices based on logic, not feeling or emotion. They use beliefs, judgments, and convictions to bring control and direction to the emotional parts in their life, and they don't necessarily give in to their natural desires or live freely all the time. They also have a high internal sense of self-control and rigidness, but even if they have this, they might not know it. Do any of these characteristics sound like you? I know they did for me when I took the test. Absolutely overthinking things all the time. I always feel like I need to justify my thoughts and where I'm coming from. And I always feel like I'm trying to leave my mark on this world and make things better in some way. Even if I don't always do it right, I feel like I'm trying. And if you... Here, these characteristics are like, eh, I'm still not sure. Well, some of the famous Enneagram-type ones are Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, Hillary Clinton, Steve Jobs, Natalie Portman, Tina Fey, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Pretty cool, right? I hear those that list of names, and although I don't feel like I'm like some of them, I definitely feel like I'm like others so take the Enneagram test link is in the show notes and see if you fall into this Enneagram type one the cool thing about the test is that it should also tell you what your wing is and your wing comes into play when it's needed not all the time but being a perfectionist is not so easy the Enneagram test really nailed it in for me, and I always had a feeling that I was a perfectionist, but I never really knew. And when I took the Enneagram, I kind of realized, okay, this is me. This is me. It is what it is. Now I want to figure it out. Because when you figure something out, you're more likely to overcome uh, overcome it, conquer it, you know figure it out to a point that you can make it work for you and so that's when i started to dive into the psychology behind perfectionism now i do have my bachelor's in psychology and it's always interested me but that's mainly because i want to know the inner workings behind things i want to understand how how they tick so uh the causes of perfectionism is really what i want to get to Because if you can get to the cause, you can figure out how to somewhat change it. How to grow and kind of get out of that. So when I looked into it, the root cause, the very like minuscule, minute atom that starts perfection, is believing your self-worth is based on your achievements. When I found this out, I thought back to my childhood. And it always felt like if I wasn't first or I didn't win, I wasn't being perfect. And I always felt like I had to be perfect. And there's a combination of factors that take place when you become a perfectionist. Things like having rigid parental expectations. I did not. Having critical parents. I did not. Having excessive praise for your achievements. I don't think I did. Having low self-esteem or always feeling inadequate. That one was for me. Having black and white thinking. Not racial. It's more like it's one way or another. There's no middle ground. That is definitely me. And an effort to always feel like you're in control. Again, also me. So, if you have a combination of one or more of these factors, you're probably a perfectionist. And you probably grew up being a perfectionist, and you don't necessarily know why. Now, I grew up with low self-esteem. I don't know why, because my parents were great for me. Um, They let me be independent and let me choose my own way and celebrated my wins and always encouraged me so I'm not really sure why I had low self-esteem but I did and I always feel like no matter how hard I tried I had to get the A in school I had to pass the test I had to set an example for my younger sister so maybe that's part of it And I always had that black and white thinking. I always felt like it was one way or the other. This can be a bad thing where you don't see that middle ground, but it can also be a really good thing and let you play devil's advocate. And I think because I can play devil's advocate, that's why a lot of people come to me for advice and support and coaching. And because I can see both sides of the coin, I I can see how things could play out based on one action or another. It's also not a very good thing when you only see things in your life in those two ways. (laughs) And then I always felt like I had to be in control. If I wasn't in control, I wasn't doing things right. I wasn't making the right choices. I wasn't, you know, setting a good example. And I know I said that just a second ago, but I feel like that's true. And I feel like that's how I felt. If I wasn't in control, then I wasn't able to set my life on a path that it was meant to be. And this is probably why all these factors played in to my mental health. Being a perfectionist definitely has an impact on your mental health, and if you don't think it does, I want you to sit down and take a really good look at your life. See how being a perfectionist affects each individual part of your life, your family life, your friend's life, your work life, your relationships across the board, how you make decisions based on what's in front of you take a look at it. Although perfectionism is not considered a mental health illness, it does go hand in hand with mental health. Perfectionism is more of a personality trait. It's more of a quirk that you might have. And I feel okay saying that because I have it and I definitely know it's a quirk that I have. Perfectionism has been linked to depression and anxiety Obsessive-compulsive disorder, personality disorders, and even eating disorders. I can definitely see it being involved with eating disorders. And if you have one or had an eating disorder, I have never had one, but my heart goes out too. And if you have one currently, I strongly urge you to get help. Because if you're feeling like you have to eat a certain way in order to be perfect, I don't think you do. I think you're perfect as you are. And I want you to remember that. But with the other things on that list, depression, check. Anxiety, check. Obsessive-compulsive, check. (laughs) I laugh about it a little because... I don't necessarily have obsessive compulsive disorder. I have more of a personality. Things that um, I do in the way I live my life have to be a certain way. It's not that I have to make sure that the light switches off 17 times before I leave the house. It's more that things on our counter are put in a certain place. The keys are left where they're supposed to go. It's more that Organization and structure is what matters in my life. That's where my obsessive compulsive comes in. So I have OCP, not OCD. But ultimately, hearing about all this and researching it further and actually taking a really deep, hard look at my life, I'm starting to realize that my perfectionism, God, that's a hard word to say, probably led... To my suicide attempt yeah me trying to be perfect all the time and realizing it was not possible made me feel like i had to give up because there was there was no other way there was no other way for people to see that i was good enough because remember i had that low self-esteem perfectionism is what made me feel like i was never going to amount to anything And no matter how many times people told me that I was good enough, I was strong enough, and I could damn well do it, I didn't believe it. I never wanted to make mistakes. I never wanted to get a failing grade. I never wanted to disappoint people. And I still feel that way to a certain extent. That's why I say I'm a recovering perfectionist. So if you're a perfectionist, and you've heard everything that I've shared on this podcast I want to give you a couple reminders especially if you've sat down and realized yes I am a perfectionist and these reminders are not just for you they're for me too I want to remind you that you cannot you simply cannot control everything it's just not physically possible what you can control is your own attitude and your own actions. You control how you feel about something every single day, and you control the decisions that you make. Yes, peer pressure is a thing, but you ultimately have the right to say no. So don't forget that part. And I also wanna remind you to be kinder to yourself. Give yourself a little grace and know that mistakes happen in order to allow for growth. So if you're a recovering perfectionist or you are a perfectionist, dig a little deep, find out where your triggers are, what you want to be a perfectionist about, and if there's something that you've never tried because you don't think you're going to be good enough at it, I want you to get out there and try it. Okay, friends, that is it for today. If you took anything, 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 away from this episode, I would love to hear what it is. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was by sharing a screenshot of this episode on your socials. And make sure to tag me in your post. You can find me at The Real Jen Mullen on Instagram, Real Jen Mullen on Twitter, and Just Live Mindfully on Facebook. And now on Facebook, you can even join our Just Live Mindfully community. Just search Just Live Mindfully under groups and you'll find us. If you know of a friend that needs to hear this episode, share it with them. And for more information, head on over to JenMullen.com. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with me during this episode. Remember to hit that subscribe button so you always get the next episode as soon as it drops. And here's to living mindfully, friends. I'll talk to you next week.